1: This episode of the Cult Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Rippling Abs Rippling Abs Rippling Abs Rippling Abs Rippling Abs Nipple Yeah Nipple piercings and shit
0: Naked person Talking about like sexuality
1: What is going on? Alright so that was a little uh remix to <laughs> our first ever audio remix Yay! richard sent in to us by our, our mate uh, sam page um you know if you want more then just hound him to make more <laughs> of yeah, those fuck, that, that is something else he sent it to me no context and i was like yeah i'll put this on the episode <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> um yeah so hey everybody welcome along to Film Franchise Fortnite's on the cold Popshire Podcast. My name is AJ and I'm joined by the wonderful, the beautiful, the sexy Richard Martin. How's it going, Richard? Good. Yeah, hell yeah. I've got a question <laughs> to open the episode um, with, Richard. Okay, I wasn't prepared for this, but um, let's go. Yep, here it is. Um, Richard, do I make you horny? Do I do i baby yeah do i make you randy overhave behave <laughs> that's right everybody if you couldn't tell by the name of the episode the thumbnail or just any kind of basic knowledge about the show uh this week the franchise that we are covering is the austin powers trilogy uh, this was chosen by our patrons over at patreon.com slash Um They choose every second franchise we cover on the show, so that's one franchise a month. And this was the last uh, Patreon pick for the year, Richard. Oh, Oh, no! Um, and they, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they picked Austin Powers, which is interesting because you have a couple of times said that you'd love to do the Austin Powers trilogy on the show. Yeah, I have said that. Yeah, and it's interesting that, like, I feel the Patreon picks end up being the better episodes now because they're picking, like, ones we've kind of been hoping we'd get for, for a while, which yeah. is, maybe that's a, a universal experience. But, you know, we cherish doing our randomly selected ones as well because of that kind of...
0: Yeah, we don't have another randomly selected, like, between now and, like,
1: very long time from now, we only have, like, one. Mm, exactly, because we've got some plans. Um, this is also the second to last film franchise fortnights of the year. Um, we'll be we'll be doing a, an, F-f-f-f, an fff an if break. Um, so we'll still be releasing weekly podcasts, just not fff. <coughs> um, but it's so like only
0: missing like one or one or two episodes,
1: I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, calm there's, down. You know, there's almost you could almost say there's better stuff instead of that, or just as good because you know off weeks We've are just as important stuff, as as franchise weeks um so if you've never seen it before or you don't know anything what of what we're talking about um the austin powers trilogy is mainly a parody of the james bond films or at least the tropes of the james bond like genre of spy films so there's a bit of that's not solely james bond it's just mostly james bond yeah um The series follows the time-traveling exploits of a 60s swinger spy named Austin Powers and his various attempts to thwart the world domination plans of a supervillain named Dr. Evil. Um, The series stars a myriad of actors you've probably heard of, including Mike Myers, who plays most of the characters. Uh, (laughs) Seth Green is also in this. Verne Troyer, probably his most famous role. Michael York, Robert Wagner, Mindy Sterling, Elizabeth Hurley, Heather Graham, Beyoncé, Michael Caine, Rob Lowe, Carrie Fisher, Fred Savage, and Will Ferrell often gets left out of yeah discussion. i thought you were gonna
0: leave him out and i was like i had him on the tip of my tongue ready to go he's bl- bl- there will ferrell.
1: he's he's in the first two movies and he probably gives probably one of his most not necessarily his best performances but it's a character i've i've you don't you usually just see him playing will ferrell and he's playing like a kind of different yeah will he's ferrell. playing like a weak character yeah yeah which is interesting um so there are of course three films in this trilogy they came out between 1997 and 2002 so we're in a very uh recognizable era (laughs) that that, that (laughs) these films came out in the first film um was called austin powers international man of mystery so that came out in 1997 directed by jay roach and that has a score on a website called rotten tomatoes which correlates what critics think of movies which mm. I don't know if you're familiar with Rotten Tomatoes. I am. I know um, quite a lot of Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you probably may know I a wager man.
0: a guess? Of course. Uh, I'm going to go 73%.
1: A little high, it's on 70%. Oh, okay. That's pretty, so, very close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could you tell me what Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery is about? Uh, so,
0: Austin Powers, yeah, he was from the 60s, got frozen, so did Dr. Evil, and then it's them adjusting to life in the 90s while also you know fighting each other and what's dr evil's big plan in this one again
1: um is it to um oh i don't know i'm gonna have to look that up because yeah
0: they're all very similar they're like tractor beams and yeah laser this, is, beams. this
1: is, is this the lasers yeah it's to just is it to blow up the moon no that's the second one um let me look it up um i guess another like this, thing. this yeah, these are kind of men-
0: the, the plans are kind of inconsequential that's why we don't remember it's not because we don't yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> we didn't watch them uh,
1: it's also important to note that um that the character of austin powers is like a very sexually liberated um character who you know is he he has a lot of female compatriots and um he uh I guess the other notable thing is that he's not conventionally attractive.
0: But yeah, like everyone's, (laughs) it's like his charisma and his sexual energy that he gives off that makes him super attractive. Like Mm. he's dating Elizabeth Hurley or he's like with Elizabeth Hurley and she's the one that thinks she doesn't deserve him. And this is like peak Elizabeth Hurley as well
1: yeah yeah um so dr evil's plan in the first film is pretty simple it's not as cartoony as the other two his plan is to steal nuclear weapons and hold the world hostage for one million dollars which he then changes to one billion when he learns the value of the dollar has fallen (laughs) due to inflation um yeah it's good stuff all right um the next film that came out was called austin powers the spy who shagged me uh, that came out in 1999 also directed by jay roach and that also has a score on rotten tomatoes where do you think we're, we're falling here um let's go 60 it's on 51 oh, yeah. so but but bit lower than i think i expected personally yeah. um but what is this film about
0: uh so in this one uh dr evil travels back in time to steal austin powell's mojo baby um which essentially is like you know his sexual charisma um yeah. and then yeah the, he like extracts it from the frozen for, yeah, from when austin he was Powers. while he was frozen um and then he, he he wants to blow up the moon as well
1: mm-hmm. and uh, yeah 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 and um, I guess other notable things that would happen in this movie is it introduces Mini-Me, played by Vern oh, yeah. Troyer, who's a clone of Dr. Evil, but one-eighth his size. Um, and it also introduce, introduces Mike Myers, who plays Dr. Evil and Austin Powers. He also plays a third character in this film called Fat Bastard, who's a grotesquely obese Scotsman who is like a weapon for hire from who, Dr. Evil. And sounds like Shrek. He sounds a little bit like Shrek. I do think there is a difference between Shrek's voice and Fat Bastard's voice. It's not quite as... Maybe it's just in the the personality as opposed to the voice. Because Shrek's a lot more gentle yeah, than Fat yeah, Bastard. Yeah. Fat Bastard eats a baby. <laughs> um, well, we don't see it happen, but yeah, yeah. He, he, he certainly wants to eat a baby. So, rounding off the trilogy in 2002, we had the film Austin Powers in Gold Member, Also directed by Jay Roach and also has a uh rotten tomato score what do you think this is uh let's go i reckon still on 50s Fifty-four. Mm-hmm. 54 it is 54 so higher than um the spy who shagged me which i feel isn't doesn't reflect what i'm i i understood the general consensus to be yeah okay but that's I, interesting. Guess, I guess this is the general consensus yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> um what did you like them? What is your favorite and how would you them? Like, do we need them? to explain what Goldmember is about? No. Yeah. No, do that. <laughs> uh,
0: so same old shit. Dr. Evil's got an evil plan, but now there's like a new character also played by Mike Myers called Goldmember. who's like this Danish guy. And, um, also, uh Austin Powers is like reunited with his estranged father. And then turns out Dr. Evil and Austin Powers are brothers. And, uh, yeah, beyonce's there
1: the plan is to blow up the polar ice caps to flood the world um unless they give him one million gazillion trillion dollars or whatever it is yeah um what else uh gold member is he danish or dutch is there a difference between uh i think he's dutch because they talk about the dutch yeah in this film isn't that weird yeah 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 exactly um and he has he's obviously a parody of goldfinger from the james bond films so his calling card is he'll spray paint his the people he leaves alive he'll spray paint their their genitals gold um and he himself has he lost his uh genitals in a tragic smelting accident (laughs) um and now has a gold member hence Uh. the title uh we also see so in the first one you got as you said you got elizabeth hurley playing the bond girl um in austin powers the spy shag me you got heather graham playing the i should say love interest not bond girl and inexplicably in gold member we have um the comedic powerhouse that is beyonce playing (laughs) Mm. playing the lion the
0: king Girl. 2019's beyonce
1: yeah and michael cain of course playing nigel powers um austin Powers' father all right as i said farger. before richard his farger um what is your favorite do you like these films and if you could rank them how would you
0: uh so i had a, a bit of a weird experience watching these because I've always, uh, for so long, I've been like, yeah, man, I can't wait to Dawson Powers. Like, it's going to be so, such a good franchise to talk about. They're so funny. They're such fun. But then watching them, I was like, uh, <laughs> these aren't really that good. And then Interesting. I was like, yeah, I mean, I can see the appeal, but they're very of their time. And they're just like, I was like, oh, yeah, here's another character played by Mike Myers. <laughs> And, wow yeah i don't know i just I, I was just kind of tired of it by the time and they like don't get me wrong i still like enjoyed it and had these laughs and whatnot but I wasn't like I, I didn't come here today like with pages of notes ready to talk about it i'm just like oh yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> well i did <laughs> so here we go um, but in terms of ranking i'd probably go same as rotten tomatoes i think one okay. two
1: nice um i find it as i said before i find it interesting that austin powers 2 is the lowest critical score because i think that's my favorite one i think because of the inclusion of mini me and fat bastard and heather graham being like the most the one that gels with austin powers the most because because heather graham's the only like comedy actress out of right. the three so i think she she gives off the best performance um with that being said i do think gold member has the best cast um other than like the so if gold member opens with um oh yeah this is a movie like a movie a film within a film based on austin Powers' life where tom cruise plays austin powers gwyneth paltrow uh plays the the love interest named what's her name in it um uh dixie, dixie normus, normus. um and uh then of course kevin spacey plays dr evil and danny devito plays mini me um so that's pretty it starts out real strong yeah it's straight and um, scored
0: by quincy jones um, yeah yeah (laughs) i um the thing about that though is like it's so funny like seeing tom cruise as austin powers and it's just like you know showcases that tom cruise has a sense of humor and and things like that but then like and then it's like this big reveal that's gwyneth paltrow and i'm like I wouldn't really put her like above these movies, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: no, yeah, agreed.
0: Like, yeah, I yeah, think Kevin Spacey, Danny DeVito, and Steven Spielberg—it's all like, oh, they managed to get these, but it's like, if you told me Gwyneth Paltrow was the love interest in the third, um, yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh,
1: that's beneath her. But also, interestingly, on on that same kind of vibe, I feel like getting Michael Caine to be a main character in this film was probably more impressive <laughs> than, yeah, than yeah, the cameos, because yeah. um, I feel I love Michael Caine in this film because I feel like. I can't remember another Michael Caine role that's, like, comedic. Yeah. You know? And he does a great job. He really, like, dives into it.
0: Yeah, there's, like, um, yeah, because there's, like, a flashback as well and to, like, him watching a car explode and it's just, like, a clip from, I think, the Italian job. Mm. And it just randomly cuts to, like, 35 mil footage. Yeah, (laughs) It's so funny.
1: Yeah. Um, I also really like Mini-Me's character progression in this film because he he changes sides in this and so instead of a mini dr evil he becomes a mini austin powers and puts on a little costume and it's his wee little boots it feels very good for a third entry in a series to like play with what we because i feel like the spy shag me had the biggest cultural impact with mini me and so it's cool right. to be able to do something with that character. Um that being said, I did think, as I said before, I think the third film's probably the weakest, personally. Um I think I laughed the least in Gold Member and this is a weird thing to point out, but the story didn't feel as tight as the other two. Which like it's a Austin Powers, so how yeah. tight does that? Twit! Toit like a tiger. Um yeah. I think I, you, I think you had a different experience watching these films to me, and I watched them with my brother and my sister, and my sister had no patience for them. I watched the first two, sorry, with my brother and my sister. My sister, sister had no patience for them, and me and my brother were just cackling at everything because it felt so nostalgic, kind of, like, yeah. to, to see these I, jokes again.
0: Yeah, I think if we'd watched them
1: together, I probably would have enjoyed them more. Right. Um, yeah, because I would regard Austin Powers as one of the most consistent trilogies we've covered. Like yeah, they're, no, they're not,
0: I, I don't necessarily disagree with it. Yeah.
1: They're not necessarily the best movies ever, but if you like the first one, I can't imagine you having a problem with the sequels. You know? Yeah, like yeah. I can't imagine the conversation where someone's like, oh, it really went off the rails after the first one. Because like what what about the first one was especially you know what heights did the first one reach that the yeah, sequels exactly. didn't manage to to get there to. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, I th- I really like trilogies. I think trilogies are like the holy grail of franchise types because they're very often ruined by a belated fourth entry. You know what I mean? Like there aren't enough trilogies in the world, or at least I think I think there's something satisfying and inherently like sensible about. Mm. Doing three parts of a story. Maybe it's like the rule of threes or three-act structures. I think there's too
0: many trilogies.
1: Oh, you do? Yep. Well, them's fighting words. (laughs) Um, The Austin Powers trilogy is interesting as well because it kind of obeys the rules of the trilogy set up in the Scream films. Yes, I did want to talk about this. So we've we've discussed this with a couple of other franchises, but basically the Scream films... um, they put set out rules for what each entry in a series should do um specifically for horror movies but we have found them applicable to others yeah yeah especially the the third film in a trilogy is often cited as exploring the origins going back to the beginning um and that definitely happens in austin powers 3 hell yeah you you see his father you find out him and uh, austin and dr evil are brothers you see like them in high school at one point where they're played by different actors playing younger versions and they they do a real good job (laughs) i think this might be one of the best best um franchises for younger versions of like casting younger versions of characters because the high sorry the college um age the college age uh versions of austin and dr evil are great but also um dr evil's like henchman is named number two and he's played by robert wagner but in the second one when they go back in time he's played by rob Lowe, and i was like yeah yeah <laughs> rob Lowe is a young version of robert wagner
0: that's crazy yeah and he's doing quite a good impression of him
1: yeah exactly um yeah what did you have any more thoughts on the the screen rules that austin well it, it's, 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 yeah, it's just
0: because they do the thing of like um The second one goes bigger, like they go to the moon and shit like that. Mm. And so it's Mm. definitely like upping the stakes. Mm. And then you have a third one bringing it full circle. Forget everything you think you knew. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. It's interesting, you bring up the moon as well because... Fan, long-term fans of film franchise Nights will know that like one of our oldest recurring themes is us talking about or me it feels like it was me talking about it how, yeah yeah uh, it was you se- sequels are in space you know ace ventura in space was my second ever continue the franchise idea space ventura Yeah, space ventura um and throughout doing however many franchises we've done what we'll be in the we'll be nearing a hundred by this point won't we or have we already... No, we have been nearing like fifty.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we've we've crossed <laughs> fifty, haven't we? No, it's, it's we're past 50 it I'll be like about sixty at the moment.
1: Okay. Well, in that time, I've learned that there aren't that many sequels that go to space as I thought. But hey, Austin Powers joins Jason X, and Hellraiser Bloodlines is <laughs> one of those one of those films where a sequel goes to space because that's what you do in a sequel, I guess. Um. All right so do do the austin powers films do did they it sounds like you were you weren't that fussed with them watching them as a 25 year old but as a kid did they were they very special to you did they like they fill a special place in your heart or anything like that like when did you see them what was your experience with austin powers growing up
0: um they were one of those movies that like i wasn't sure i had seen all of you know yeah and then for ages like i i don't i don't remember a time when i sat down and watched them all until like now but i had watching them now i definitely had seen all of them yeah. the whole thing before
1: right. nice um i my main memory of austin powers was when i would have been like 8 or 9 my mum went away for the weekend and dad was like oh should we get out some some movies your mother wouldn't enjoy and we got out austin powers the spy who shagged me and i we must have watched it like two or three times when we got it out from the video shop because i feel like i've seen it a lot of times but don't know when else i would have seen it other than that one weekend where my dad got it out for us and so that was experiencing a um a movie that that until that point had seemed i would have classed in my young child brain as being just as inappropriate as like Watching American Pie or anything like that,
0: but yeah, I think that that was similar to me. Yeah. That I, I I thought they were too explicit for me when I was young. It wasn't until I was older that they're they're quite PG thirteen being, yeah, yeah, they're
1: very tame. Even though like the conceit or the 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 basis of the Austin Powers series is way more sexy than something like American Pie. You know, like
0: yeah. Well, I mean, like one of the films is called The Spy Who Shagged. Exactly.
1: Man. Exactly. Um. That being said, do do you find the series particularly sexy?
0: Um, well, I what do you mean? Like I I there are certain mm. scenes and I guess and actresses I, <laughs> that I yeah, find sexy. For
1: sure, but I guess because I watched the first one before the second one, sorry, it was the first one I saw. I watched it before I'd like developed into an adult or anything like that. I was I don't I find them too funny. Like I don't find them in the same way like watching american pie as a teenager was a bit like oh, you know we know why they put they put this scene in the movie whereas yeah. watching austin powers it kind of feels like it justifies every like sexy thing it has in it for the sake of comedy it doesn't feel like it's trying yep. to sell sell the movie through including superfluous sexual stuff and maybe that's because they're pg-13 that it it's it, right away you know that it's not it's gonna stay true to being a comedy and not just try sell tickets by putting yeah
0: yeah because yeah, you, you've said in the past that you like you struggle to find things sexy when they're funny eh?
1: i think scary movie would be another example where it, yeah you're right that like i don't particularly find the, the the sexual scenes in the scary movie series all that sexy because they're so silly and stupid but i think it's different in austin powers because in austin powers it's like this is integral to the character so of course the things surrounding him would be sexy as well but because there's things right. like machine guns coming out of boobs and things like that it it <laughs> feels like it takes away any chance of these like implanting in your brain as like something that you know would, would awaken your A- sexuality implant yeah <laughs> um so i think that's interesting that i don't know if you you felt the same way it's it's not like it's not like watching american pie when you're a teenager and being like, oh man, that scene is so hot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, cause, cause American pie is interesting because it is funny, but they, they keep the sexuality pretty separate from it. Mm, yeah. But like kind of by the time you get to like book of love and stuff like that, it's very like the line is way more well blurred, but it's like, all right, here's the scene where they commit a felony by recording this girl without her knowing. Mm. Um, and it's real hot. And then, you know, here's the scene, oh, Stifler's going to drink some cum, yeah. you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. There's, like, things that are sexy and things that are sexual but gross. It's, it's And Austin Powers is the same. There's a lot of gross-out stuff in Austin Powers. And it, it, the, I feel like yeah. it doesn't, as much as American Pie, separate those two things. They're kind of...
0: you yeah, well, just, like, the entire character of Fat Bastard Yeah, exactly. is, like, gross-out humor. And, and it's like, I said to you while watching these, it's like I wish someone would create a cut where they just cut out Fat Bastard. Then, did you... I just hate that. Character. I, I don't find that. I don't find that character funny. Oh no, I did. Or anything. <laughs> I, I just like it. Just grosses me out, and I just yeah, it doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. And, right. Yeah. It slowly deletes that, that...
1: pages of notes about fat bastard. Um, <laughs> I the, another thing I think that we we owe it to the podcast to bring up is it'd be very easy to see these films as like really offensive by today's standards and you know something like we took you know in american pie there's a lot of in the american pie series there's a lot of um things you wouldn't that wouldn't fly today and same as hangover and revenge of the nerds and while i'm not going to say austin powers is squeaky clean there's some good heart in this in these films like there's a scene yeah in the in the first one where um elizabeth hurley is trying to sleep with austin but she's drunk and he's like no it's not my bag baby i don't you know and i was like interesting (laughs) you know there's 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 they he's harasses his co-workers his female co-workers in every film but at the end of the day he's he understands consent in 1999
0: which is you know yeah it it is um and it's funny like just talking about the films with you i'm like oh yeah i love that but more than oh, like awesome. when I watched it, I'm glad to be Which is changing hearts and minds. <laughs> they're, they're those those kind of films that you like. Yeah, they probably are just more you need to watch with people and mm. be in the right mood for and stuff like mm. that. um Because I mean, like I did enjoy them, but they just weren't kind of they didn't blow me away as much as I thought they would. But yeah, the um, it, it is that there, there's no there was nothing where I was like, oh, can't say that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I don't think. whereas like you know movies from like five years ago have have shit like that that, like in movies that don't particularly deal with like sexuality Mm. and like a uh you know womanizing kind of characters Mm. you get those like yeah but there's not really any in these which is weird as i said the
1: most the most egregious thing you see the heroes in the austin powers series doing is like spanking a girl as she walks past or something like that but it's like first of all he's literally from the 60s and the first film is literally about a fish out of water 60s character in the 90s so it i'm not gonna say it's okay but it it explains it and it puts the it puts context around it
0: yeah and it's like maybe it'll be it'll be a fun continue the franchise even Mm. but you know bringing him even further into the future um yeah and seeing how he'd deal with Mm. you know being on a college campus in 2018
1: Mm. Well, Richard, if we were um, coming to the end of this this episode, this would be a great time to segue in to continue the franchise. But we are miles away. And so the next little <laughs> headline I've got written down here uh. is, um, I feel like this series is the ultimate, oh, this is where that's from series. <laughs> okay. So, so many jokes. So watching these movies as an adult... Like, it feels like Austin Powers is not only one of the biggest influences on, like, my sense of humour, but our entire generation's sense of humour. Like, so many lines and jokes, like, and they they fucking permeated our zeitgeist. Oh, our Jesus, that word
0: of the day calendar's really paying off.
1: <laughs> I've, been, I've used zeitgeist before. We're we talking about permeated. Bro. I've used permeated before. Never together. <laughs> it was too much.
0: <laughs> too many syllables, no
1: yeah but when i was a kid and right through high school i feel like people quoted austin powers all the time and there are obvious jokes that are specific references to the series when someone says them yeah baby. From austin powers. Yeah, yeah baby and and do i make you horny baby or even like i shall call him mini me and like Dr. Evil is like anything he says, you can, you can, you put the pinky up to your mouth and (laughs) you know, everyone knows, knows what you're saying. But, but like, and and like mini me feels like a relatively common term for like the obscure thing it's referring to as well. Well, that's because
0: that's what you used to call me at broadcasting school, isn't it?
1: (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I don't think I called you it. It was more a a joke that, that I don't think I even made it up. I think it's
0: mini me me who's bigger than me.
1: Yeah. Um, Older than me. I'd never say you're bigger than me. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> There's also things like like air quoting, like like laser. I know you can't see it, that I'm doing it. We well, you're not me. doing it. Like it was, you just couldn't see it in the webcam. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so laser and magma and sharks with freaking laser beams and tractor beam, that kind of thing, I feel like a popular popularized ear quoting. Um, and I think it's the biggest thing I thought was here in New Zealand where we don't have a Chili's, the baby back ribs jingle is far more associated with fat bastards singing it than the actual fast food chain. <laughs> you know, like people are like, I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. They're doing a Scottish accent. And in New Zealand, no one knows what a Chili's is.
0: That's interesting because I, I associate that with um, scrubs.
1: Oh, true. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because Ted, Ted's band sings it and they never say <laughs> ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there's also things that aren't... There are think there are jokes where I'm like, is this the first time this joke was ever said? Like, there's a joke, in, I think the second film where he's giving um, Heather Graham's character Felicity Shagwell a <laughs> massage, and he's like, "How's that, baby?" And she's like, "Ooh, lower." And he goes, "How's that, baby?" <laughs> Did Austin Powers invent that joke? <laughs> I think so.
0: I mean, that's like that's if you see that joke to me, I would I I'd, I'd, I'd disassociate with with that.
1: What about in um? In the first one, when he's in the spa with, um, I, uh, a lot of vagina, and Psst. and he farts and bubbles come up and he goes, "It was not me. It was my food. It just popped up to say hello. Now it's gone back down below." Like that. If someone says that now, you're like, "Oh wow, you're a child," because I heard that a hundred times when I was a kid. But is that again? Is that from Austin Powers? No, it's not played no. ironically. No, the
0: it's way not... the yeah, no, I think it is. The way he says it is very quotey
1: yeah right so you're saying he didn't make it up
0: yeah i'm saying that it's like a he's quite he's you know quoting a, mm. a playground rhyme
1: right okay the other one was um in the third one uh nigel powers says uh there's plenty of these but this is the only ones that come to mind nigel powers says um there are only two things i hate in this world intolerance of other people's cultures and the dutch which again i heard that a hundred times in high school well, you know yeah. with the, what, with whatever other culture you wanted r- to replace with Dutch, but I think it's from what well, yeah using using culture
0: uh and Dutch you know obviously is exclusive to this, but I think the um like there's only two things one and then something directly contradicting the first one mm. that's an old joke that's a that's a right. an old old format right um um but yeah. it, it's interesting I think talking about how these like defined a generation of comedy i think austin powers is kind of like i mean it's not really like different generations but it's kind of like the previous generations borat of yeah, like the totally. thing that would be quoted for like a, a decade later and everyone's like he's still fucking it's yeah, not <laughs> totally like you'd have people in like 2009 being like yeah baby and it's like that movie's like 10 years old and you still get people now that are like my wife, and it's
1: like oh my yeah. god but th- there's even this. there are a lot of jokes in it that pretty good even like they don't feel that dated i love it when um random task who's the odd job parody he takes off his shoe and just throws it because odd job throws a hat with yeah, him, it's yeah, like yeah. Razor edged. but <laughs> random task just throws a shoe and it hits austin he's like oh who throws a shoe honestly yeah is, that's great that's funny. random that's task is life. great
0: what's his um personal life like I,
1: I, I'll, I'll tell you richard <laughs> um that's actually um yeah so <laughs> austin powers kind of joins um beethoven and the Lamb before time and snow buddies as being one of those movies we cover where something pretty horrible happened behind the scenes <laughs> so joe sun who's the actor who plays random task is currently serving a life term in prison for torture yeah that's kind of worse than murder like it's more sadistic at least in in general (laughs) um he tortured a young woman in 1990 and he went uncaptured until 2008 when a dna match linked him to the crime Uh, according to the victim she unknowingly had a copy of this of this movie in her home until her attacker's identity was revealed Uh, in 2017 he was sentenced to an additional 27 years for murdering his cellmate yep good and lord th-
0: this happened so he was in the film like nine years after he did it yeah which just goes to show you you can do whatever you want it will catch up to you eventually but you can have a pretty good life in between
1: you can be you can be a famous well not famous but you can you know be in you can still you can comedy. be in
0: the Austin Powers franchise whether you're yeah. Joe's son or Kevin Spacey
1: <laughs> this yeah but I wish this this series had more now maligned um celebrities or actors in it just so it could be like a fun little like what the hell is up with the austin powers series why is it like that you commit these uh, atrocities
0: appear in an austin powers movie and then lay low for a while (laughs) Mm.
1: yeah yeah um do you have any favourite jokes? Yeah. I, I think I wrote this thinking you liked the series more than you did. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, we'll talk about our favourite jokes. Nah, and- <laughs> well,
0: I can easily talk about my favourite jokes. There is one from either the second or third film that I remember thinking, like, oh, this is one of my favourite jokes, I need to write this down. But I didn't. But my favourite <laughs> joke is from the first film when uh, Dr. Evil is in like a group therapy session and he's talking about his father, well, is it his adoptive father, and he says, my father would make ridiculous claims like he invented the question mark. <laughs> and that's my favorite yeah. line in the entire franchise. That's
1: a, that's a fantastic monologue that he yeah, does. Yeah, the whole well. monologue is amazing, but that's my mm. favorite line. Um, I really like the just the visual joke of austin trying to get out of a hallway in a in like a forklift thing and he <laughs> keeps doing three point turns but and it like cuts back to him and now he's like completely horizontal <laughs> <laughs> that's so good man that's so funny but for i've always always really loved the joke and gold member um and i've always misquoted it and the version in my head feels funnier than the actual version in the in the film i think i might have mentioned it on the pod before when we weren't even talking about yeah, us yeah. Powers um but in the third one uh dr evil reveals his plan um to blow up the moon no to to melt the ice caps as a satellite called preparation h yeah um which i mean i didn't know this till my dad pointed it out when we watched it but preparation h is like an anal cream it's a hemorrhoid cream yeah and um and scott played by seth green who's dr evil's son who's like real sarcastic and doesn't have time for dr evil shit he's like oh, yeah, why don't you just call it Operation Ass Cream? And Dr. E was like, what, you want... I'm sorry, you want some ice cream? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I want some chocolate ass cream. And Dr. E was like, perhaps later. <laughs> so, I love it. I love it so much because it's not. it's not like it's it reveals the the depth of dr evil's character he's his mind's going so many different ways per minute that he's actually legitimately able to pause his evil monologue to be like okay we can like have ice cream later (laughs) he's 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 answering him completely he's not like being like we're not talking about that now and it kind of it's kind of like vaguely around i I think i remembered it as him wanting to bond with his son so he's like all right we'll get you ice cream later that'll be fun but like he doesn't really like his son so it's more Yeah. Like a Seth Green
0: is a great character. Yeah. Like, man, the, the, yeah, so his, his delivery of that scene is great as well. When he's like, your ass. <laughs> your <Yeah>, ass. <Chocolate. laughs> he's called Operation Ass Cream, your ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it's yeah. interesting as well. There's, there's so many jokes that I'm like, I just do not find this funny. Like, because mm-hmm. I remember, like, when I was an intermediate, people would be like, get in my belly. And I had, like, no idea what it was referencing. And it's like, maybe that's part of the reason for my hatred of. um fat bastard but i have like distinct memories of people being like my vinky was the key <laughs> and it's like when Goldmember reveals that his penis is a key yeah um and yeah it's just like oh this is just so not funny and because i used to like any film that was like vaguely adult themed i wasn't really allowed to watch so i'd never seen like austin powers or, like team america but i was able to piece together from everyone quoting them enough to that i could have seen the movie like, people are like, oh, Team America, what was your favourite scene? I'd oh, the sex scene's so funny. And I would not seen the movie for, like, another four years, but I just knew that everyone thought the sex scene was real funny.
1: Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Um, I, I kind of like Fat Bastard just because of the... I don't know what it is about the concept of a giant man eating a baby. Yeah. Uh, but that's, so, and like he tries to eat Minnie me and he's like, he like says he doesn't want the money. He'll just take Minnie me so he can eat him. Yeah. That's that, like, I ate a baby. That's another line that feels like everyone was quoting. Yeah.
0: I think also the thing with Fat Bastard is that he introduces like toilet humor to the franchise when there isn't really any, right any other. i like, got
1: bigger pieces of corn in my crap.
0: Yeah. And like Austin Powers unknowingly drinks a cup of shit. <laughs>
1: And it's just like... I'm sorry. I just find all, all these things are classic to me. <laughs> when we were watching the second film, my dad um, like walked into the lounge and, and he was like, "What's going on?" And, and we we're like, "Oh, we're watching Austin Powers too." And my brother was like, "Do you remember when you got this movie out for for us, Dad?" And he went, "No." And I was like, well, "That's like one of my cherished memories. <laughs> and my dad did not even remember doing it." <laughs> um, yeah, so i would say the comedy in these films interests me because it's silly right and it exists in like a hyper realized reality but it's not like the anything goes nature of a lot of spoof movies there's still it still has its own grounded rules place yeah yeah it has its rules so like comparing it to franchises we've covered i'd say it fits somewhere in between scary movie and ace ventura you know, because Ace Ventura is like one silly character in a serious world. Right, yeah, yeah. And Scary Movie is all silly characters in a silly world. Austin Powers is like the middle of those two. Yeah, you know? it's like
0: a few silly characters played by Austin uh, played by Mike Myers in a mm. semi, in a heightened reality.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a in a it's like the characters were sucked into a James Bond movie, basically. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right, now it's time for randomly placed useless statistics and or trivia. Yeah, I can't remember what we call this segment. But, you know, it's kind of funny to have a segment that changes title, um, every, every time we bring it in. Yeah. Um, all right, are you ready for another complicated way of explaining something, like from no. Fire Destination? No. Can we move so, on? So, <laughs> no, no, we're no, stuck here. damn, you tricked <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, baby. Yeah, babe, babe. What, can you do impressions of them, of the characters?
0: Of what characters?
1: All, All four. Oh yeah, baby. Me, yeah. real. Mini me. Mini me. My belly. My <laughs>
0: belly.
1: Isn't that weird? Oh yeah, that's a keeper. <laughs> he like peels the skin off his scalp oh, yeah. and like eats it. Oh, I love it. Um, you're, ju- you're just gonna, you please don't eat that. Oh, and you did. Okay. Yeah let me just check my freaking balls for a second one two and three all right we're <laughs> <over>. <laughs> so good. it's so good i don't know so, I, I think dr Do- evil i'll get more I'm yeah dr evil my favorite character later. for sure absolutely um so this the, the austin powers trilogy is either our 12th or 13th trilogy depending on how you count it because pup stars has since graduated to four films um since our last trilogy which was toy story however being that this number also includes so there's the thir- being that th- if this is our 13th trilogy you also have to include the spider-man Raimi trilogy even though we covered that in an episode alongside Webb's amazing spider-man films um, you could argue that because we covered pup stars as a trilogy it still qualifies as a trilogy with where- hey everyone
0: i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb
1: discussed and if you don't count pop stars or spider-man then Austin powers is our 11th trilogy
0: yeah I think also we're, we're not a hundred percent on pop star just yet because it has changed its title to a puppy star Christmas so it could be mm-hmm. more of a spin-off we don't know yet
1: mm-hmm. we'll find out on the next episode of film franchise follow-ups which you can find on our patreon <coughs> um this is our fifth trilogy in which one director has directed all three films this is nice. significant as we said in the scream episode which because this doesn't happen a lot so the other films that qualify for this are pup star the hangover the red curtain trilogy and back to the future who are all directed by robert vince tob phillips baz lerman and robert zemeckis respectively yes uh this is our second franchise which contains a character who is either based off or played by donald Pleasance. Um, Donald Pleasance played Doctor Loomis in the Halloween franchise, and of course, Doctor Evil. If you didn't know, is heavily based off Pleasance's, Pleasance's portrayal of Bond villain Blofeld in You Only Live Twice. Um, everything you know about what Doctor Evil looks like is Blofeld in one film, in one James Bond film, not yeah. multiple. He's like he's got the scar and the one the one. Why no? Does he have a bad? No, he has a bung eye in spectre but and he's got like the scar along his face and he's bald and he pats a big fluffy cat yeah also i did
0: just just uh, another note on the trilogy thing that um sam raimi also did an evil dead trilogy but then there was another Mm. film added to it
1: which is actually i think they say it's actually set in the same canon so it's not really like a universe reboot it's more just another story being told Mm. so i did i did think of raimi for evil dead but because we're because there's another evil dead movie it didn't feel right to to bring that in i did not think of mentioning that so thank you for bringing it up that's okay um so speaking of halloween as we just were um this is our third franchise in which a character has been played by or is named michael myers (laughs) (laughs) yeah so michael myers obviously being the lead villain in halloween and michael mike to his friends myers played both austin powers and shrek which are films that franchises that we've covered Uh, and this is the second time we've watched a franchise in which one or all of the films in the series are a straight up parody of another franchise before we've watched said franchise it is a parody of the first being scary movie which parodied scream (laughs) and austin powers is obviously a parody of james bond a franchise which we've yet to cover but we probably will someday you know yeah that feels like one we have to do yeah um Last last statistic for for now, yeah, and this whole episode <laughs> <So> this, <laughs> okay. last. Um, this is our third franchise in which a well, uh, which is well known for featuring a single actor playing multiple roles. <laughs> the other two being the Medea series and the Nutty professor and if you count Professor Julius kelp and Buddy Love from the original Nutty Professor to be the same character, then this is the first franchise which features a single actor playing multiple roles in which the actor is a white man um if you do count julius and buddy as different characters we also have to bring the mask into st- this statistic because i feel like then stanley ipkus and the mask are different characters and so <sighs> okay. you know that's not really the spirit like the, the the point is that they're not intrinsically related characters being played yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. the same guy all right so while we're talking about the characters i think the even though these movies were directed by jay roach they feel like austin um, austin Powers, mike myers is the, <laughs> they
0: feel like the, austin Powers movies
1: <laughs> they austin um mike myers is like the brains it feels like yeah, behind yeah, yeah. They, he invented the characters and man he is so talented dude like he does such a great job the each film opens with him doing like this amazingly choreographed dance and while some of it is like obviously a stunt double and they kind of don't try to hide that yeah. he's still doing enough like synchronized swimming and dance moves and stuff where you're like <laughs> Mike Myers like knows his shit, and he knows why he's funny. You know, like yeah, the, yeah. The, the 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 way he like flinches when he sees someone like a sexy lady walk past, or like the way that they all like walk. I'm doing the the actions, and you can't. see them, But <laughs> I like, can see them, and I appreciate. There's them. there's a there's a music to the way Mike Myers plays his characters, like the the actions he gives them, and like the way like Doctor Evil like because the, the, what do you think the pinky to the mouth what does that even mean you know because it's, yeah, it's hard mean, to sh- explain
0: surely it's b- like based on someone he knew or like some other performance i mean it, it has to have been a parody of something right
1: it has i, I found a few things that are like different talk show host and and frenzy new and stuff but nothing like definitive because what i love about that is it's such a it's not a character trait i would think of adding if i was writing a villain like dr evil right because him him placing the pinky to his mouth is also like it's almost like he's so overcome with excitement or arousal or so proud of himself for like something specifically evil that he said that it's almost like a tourette's tick like it's like he's like (laughs) he's like it's like someone being like clapping their hands when they're excited basically you yeah, know? It's yeah. Like, Ooh, and like it's like involuntary that his pinky reaches his mouth it's what i'm what i'm saying is like mike myers is so good at playing all of his characters that the, despite the fact that you're in a comedy um you you don't really think you can't really recognize each character as all being mike myers especially austin and dr Evil. They look very different from each other and act very different from each other.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a testament to his ability.
1: Mm. Um, So Myers has stated a few times um, the different influences for Austin. There's a whole bunch of people who said it's based on this person or it's based on this person. But I think this following quote sums up best uh, the inception of Austin Powers. He says, Austin Powers is everything I watched on TV in the late 60s. My parents were from Liverpool and there's no more and there's no more english than an englishman who no longer lives there every molecule of british culture that came across the atlantic was tasted and worshipped um i think that's really cool because i was gonna do a whole thing about how oh you know an english person couldn't play austin powers there's got to be an american who's observing english stereotypes from afar who's able to exemplify them but this actually makes, makes way more sense that he is an englishman and he just, <laughs> you know, a, a, a second generation um yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah and i mean like um, you look at like um uh what's his face um michael kane's performance
1: yeah exactly and yeah. and that's another one i I didn't write it down but apparently there's like a thing called, uh, there's a movie called the Ipcus files or something that michael kane was in and Michael Caine's character is very similar to Austin Powers. I don't know what that means. I haven't seen it. I'd be very interested to see what a Michael Caine version of Austin Powers looks like when he's being like serious. <laughs> he's in like yeah. a serious movie. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it's called. Um. So as we said before, oh, Evil.
0: sorry to interrupt you. Yep. I have just looked at the Ipcris file film oh, yeah. and it says the film and its sequels. Mm. We're a deliberately downbeat alternative to successful James Bond films. So how many sequels are there? Because so, we might bloody need to add this to our thingamajig.
1: Wow. And then that could also count as being the film that parodied the franchise we watched before the the franchise it was parodying, if we watched Ipcris before.
0: Yeah, the Harry Palmer films.
1: Mm. There's How many are there? Um he's like
0: 38 <laughs> <laughs> uh so there's the ipcrest file um funeral in berlin billion dollar brain both starring michael kane um then in the mid-1990s two further harry palmer films were released this time with original screenplays and with michael kane returned to the role Bought to beijing and midnight in saint petersburg
1: that sounds weirdly like prolific for something we'd never really heard of until now
0: yeah and with, with michael kane michael kane oh like I'm michael kane and then all right yeah um kane's like, what- <laughs> portrayal of nigel pa- nigel powers spoofs harry palmer it says mm.
1: yeah um um in the econ- in the economy economy of um celebrity voice impressions is arnold schwarzenegger worth more than michael kane at the moment or
0: uh what what do you mean like in, in the street cred you get for doing it or? yeah yeah uh, I
1: feel like Michael Caine's a harder accent than...
0: I feel like than, they're both just, like... They're both, like, hack kind of accents.
1: Low, yeah, low-hanging fruit. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I was meaning. Um, so, yeah. As, as we kind of touched on before, Dr. Evil... I, you, he said he's your favourite character. He's probably my favourite character as well. He's the most fleshed out. He's definitely the funniest. And I think mike myers probably regards him as the funniest he seems to have the most fun playing dr evil yeah uh,
0: because he's almost the straight man to everything else as well which is great like like his moments like the perhaps later is like when he's the only one that realizes what's going on kind of thing
1: Mm. Mm. please don't eat that oh and you're dead all right Um, (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah uh so this is interesting because, did you know, Richard, that Myers originally sought Jim Carrey to play Dr. Evil? I did know that, but thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, his initial plan was not to play multiple characters in the series. Carrey was interested in the part, but had to turn down the role due to scheduling conflicts with Liar Liar. Did he make the right decision? Not for Austin Powers, but for himself.
0: Uh, ooh. Yes, I don't think we would have gotten a franchise if he'd played him. Mm. uh because jim carrey um uh 19 uh, the um ace ventura 2 is the only time he's done a sequel oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, up, yeah. up until he did um dumb and dumber but for so long he was like i've never liked playing the same character twice
1: yeah yeah there you go
0: um but yeah and i think lila is a great movie and jim carrey owns that mm. role and also it's My a better mom. choice for austin powers
1: mm. yeah of course cool cool um so we've talked a bit did you oh, did you have anything you wanted to say about dr evil
0: uh, he's just—he's evil. Don't trust he him. Is.
1: Don't do it. Um, we've talked a bit about the comedy of the Austin Powers movies, but let's talk to, more about it. <laughs> I want to quickly discuss something that I don't really see discussed about Austin Powers much. And I looked on the internet for about two minutes to see if anyone else mentioned this. Um, and this is the first—I can't—the uh, the, the third film is about a guy who wants to reconnect with his dad, and it's very easy like it's an easy character arc it's not particularly complex i didn't really pick up on anything in the second film but there's a weirdly sincere moment in the first film um which even though it's like a surface level comedy it almost feels like mike myers or jay roach or whoever has like an underlining message that he's trying to say to the world and it never never really gets talks about talked about um and this moment is towards the end of the film where he's chasing dr evil austin's chasing dr evil and he kind of justifies or explains the swingers lifestyle and what he's learned through the events of the film and i actually had to download the movie rewatch the scene and write down the line so i could get it right so these are the if you've forgotten this is the the dialogue between the characters Okay, And I will be doing impressions of the characters Oh thank god All right, So Dr Evil says Isn't it ironic the very things you stand for Free love, swinging, parties Are now in the 90s considered to be Evil I did the pinky thing Uh, Austin replies, no, man. What we swingers were rebelling against was uptight squares like you whose bag was money and world domination. We were innocent, man. If we'd known the consequences of our sexual liberation, we we would have done things differently. But the spirit would have remained the same. It's freedom, baby, yeah. Then Dr. Evil says, face it, freedom failed. And Austin goes, no, man, freedom didn't fail. Right now we've got freedom and responsibilities. It's a very groovy time nice yeah so i yeah, i guess it's just intriguing to me that the moral of austin powers is about how um if swingers or if, if people who were advocates for the free love movement were alive in the 90s they would be more responsible because i think the film kind of critiques <laughs> the film kind of critiques the idea of like not non-monogamous relationships Right, yeah, right, because Austin has to sleep with a lot of vagina, um, and it upsets um, Elizabeth Hurley's character, whose name I can't remember right now. Vanessa, yeah, Van- yeah. Um, Sorry, Austin, we all knew. <laughs> such a good joke, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so, to, yeah. So, I just think it's very, it's a very specific thing to have, want your movie to say. You know, it's not like. It's not like the moral is free love is great or like everyone should love each other. It's um, the the radicals in the 60s, while their behaviour would nowadays be considered <laughs> off-kilter, um, I am I am sure that that mindset actually came from a place of fighting the power and would be more in line with our sense of morals today than what you may think. <laughs> do, do, do you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, right, okay. Mm. I think, yeah, I think the reason you haven't, seen much about that is because you're looking very you know very far into this
1: well i don't think so because film, some
0: would you know some would say is an admirable trait
1: and is the point of the podcast as well yeah. no um, i'm
0: not i'm not disparaging it aj
1: good um i love you because the, the film kind <laughs> i love you too um, the film kind of <laughs> grinds to a halt because he's chasing dr evil and then they pause and have this moment And then Dr. Evil goes, there's nothing worse than an aged hipster or something like that. Um, So, yeah. What do you think, commenters? Is Austin Powers saying something? Ugh.
0: They talked about sex on their podcast. I'm literally unsubscribing.
1: All right. We talk about titles, baby. Yeah, a lot on this podcast. And that's what I wrote down. That's the title of the segment. (laughs) We talk about titles, baby. Yeah. Um, So... (laughs) I don't have much to say in terms of what I think of the titles, but there is some fun trivia um, that I'll get to. Um, so I guess if, if I was to be pedantic, I'd say it'd be nice if the first film had a 007 parody as its subtitle, like the other two. But at the same time, International Man of Mystery almost feels optional, like Birdman and the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, or Borat and the Kazakh stu- whatever it's called. Yeah, the yeah. Um, Birds
0: of Prey yeah 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 um Um, yeah the thing is i always struggled to differentiate between the first and second one like i could never mm, remember which was which yeah yeah for some reason gold member feels like the third one but the first two felt inconsequential because gold member like the title refers to what's happening in the film so it's easy to remember whereas the other two are just kind of arbitrary
1: yeah i think as well the um that uh gold member i remember when gold member came out Whereas the first two Austin Powers movies, yeah, so it was like they were, they were always out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they'd been out for eternity. Um, I guess I also wrote down I would have this is I, I I wrote this and I was like, don't write this, no one cares. But here it is anyway. <laughs> uh, I guess I would have preferred if they'd stuck to either colons or the word in for the sequel because the yeah. first two are colons and the last one's in. I, I did kind think of like that. in better. Um, you know, in Austin Powers in the Spy Who Shagged Me, I think is better.
0: Yeah, I I think member is a great title Mm. because it's like the spy who shagged me you know almost feels too too dirty depending on Mm. like how important the word shagged is where you live but goldmember is such a great title because it doesn't feel dirty until you see the movie
1: yeah well you're right that um shagged is a bit of an offensive word because the title proved controversial in the united kingdom um where the word shag is very coarse i guess um so commercials for the film would sometimes cut the title depending on what time of day they played. Like it'd go like, "Austin Powers: The Spy Who."
0: <laughs> re- <laughs> wow! It'd
1: cut off. Um, there are also two variations of the poster. One of them, which asterisked out the middle of the offending word, so it's like the sh- the spy who bleeped me. Which is that worse? You know? Yeah, because you um, can re-
0: you replace it with something you know, worse in your yeah. head
1: yeah uh, some other posters had the film named austin powers 2 according to the collins english dictionary the use of the word shag in the film's title actually helped increase the words acceptability reducing the shock value and giving it a more jocular rela- relaxed connotation so huh. i quite like that i think it's yeah, cool.
0: good on austin um and we Free don't love, often baby. Talk,
1: yeah we don't often talk about this when we do talk about titles which we do a lot but there are some really interesting translations of this title in other oh, yeah. countries. So the Singapore Singapore um considered a title change to The Spy Who Shyocked Me. Uh shyock means to feel good. <laughs> <laughs> the Norwegian title of the movie is Spionen som spermet meg, which is a slightly dirtier way of saying The Spy Who Ejaculated on Me. <laughs> <laughs> The German chi- the German title translates <laughs> to "Spy in the Secret Missionary Position," which is very good. That's a very good title. Um, and in Croatia, the film's title translates to "The Spy Who Groped Me." Um, okay, which we're not in, wouldn't fly today. Yeah. Uh, in Brazil, uh, it's called "The Spy Good in Bed."
0: <laughs> Just the spy good in bed.
1: Yeah. And in conservative China, it's called "The Spy Who Liked Me a Lot." are you serious yep (laughs) um gold member while it wasn't because i think member is a very uncommonly used word for male genitalia yeah um there wasn't too much trouble around it but it did lead to legal action being taken by mgm who are the distributors for the james bond film franchise obviously because goldfinger gold member you know it's a parody but it should like without question fall under parody law um but this led to the title being removed from promotional material and trailers the dispute was quickly resolved and the film title remained unchanged on the provision that the film would one day uh, would so would one day the film would include trailers in its cinema releases for the then upcoming james bond film die another day which the spy shag me is a better film than uh and the lord of the rings the two towers
0: yeah speaking of trailers as well i remember there was a trailer for this i think it was the second film that was like because it came out in 1999 and it was like uh, the um yeah uh the camera is slowly zooming in on a a darkened room on a spaceship and it's like if you see one movie this year see star wars but if you see two see austin powers
1: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) That's great. Um now we're going to have a little brief segment Richard of dumb IMDb trivia. Yeah. Um a segment that was very recently popularized in our um viral toy story video uh that we never returned to since. So, <laughs> um, here we go. So, one of these is written poorly and there's two of them. One of these is written poorly and one of them just makes me feel dumb. <laughs>
0: okay. So because it's, it's not, too smart of, or because it's so yeah. dumb that it rubs off
1: on you. Um I'll, you'll you'll find out okay so the first one this is again this is verbatim what i cannot i had to read it took me like a minute before i realized it was dumb imdb trivia because it's vaguely intriguing but then i was like oh hold on it's saying nothing and it's it's written so poorly right, right? Okay. So this is v- okay, let's go Mike Myers had never thought of considered writing and making a Casino Royale 1967 type prequel to the film and its two sequels. The prequel would have most likely taken place in the early 1960s, several years before Austin and Dr. Evil were frozen, and it details Austin at the beginning of his career as a secret agent and his first battle with Dr. Evil. So it kind of finds its way in the end, but just to reiterate the opening sentence, <laughs> Mike Myers had never thought of considered writing and making a Casino Royale-type prequel.
0: Yeah, so it's saying he never did, this was never going to happen.
1: And then the the piece of trivia goes on to relay what also never would have happened. Yeah, the what this person just <laughs> came up with and is based this, on Yeah, nothing. this person's doing a continue the franchise. They're like, <laughs> what if they made a prequel? Um, Maybe I could add this to IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first piece that i was just like can we not have this on imdb please
0: <laughs> did you make sure to not find it interesting
1: i didn't but i don't <laughs> <laughs> um so the next one i i guess this makes me feel dumb because i can't believe i found this out on a imdb trivia board um and i googled it to make sure it was accurate <laughs> dr evil's trademark gesture of an extended pinky finger held to the corner of his of the corner of his mouth so it's his trademark gesture the name of the muscle <laughs> did you know this <laughs> the name of the muscle that which extends the pinky finger in like in your in your hand is called the extensor digiti mini me <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon they planned is- that i don't know that's a legitimate did they plan it's that unknown mini mini if Mi... this
0: was intentional
1: <laughs> the mini me was mini me works whether you know that or not
0: I... <laughs> it's, it's 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 gonna be entirely intentional i mean i'm um, coincidental
1: <laughs> or if it's what if it's um they found that out and then we're like oh we should add a character to the sequel called mini me
0: or maybe like, they, they they'd planned having a character called mini me in the sixth sec- in the second one we like, will we'll hold it for the second one and they're like okay we're looking for a um a gesture for <laughs> dr evil
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's crazy though and it's true it's like it, it it's not just the pinky finger it's like every finger but you would use it to do it and it, it's spelled m-i-n-i-m-i so mine am i
0: right so it's not even trivia
1: <laughs> isn't it no <Nah>, it is <laughs> Alright, now, as we teased so saucily earlier on in the episode, we're gonna be talking continue the franchise. We're gonna be talking sequel ideas. We're gonna be talking other ways that the series was continued. Um so despite these days feeling very much like a product of their time and in my opinion a completed little package, the Austin Powers franchise has made more than one attempt to continue on. Um, in a weird case of production hell talk of a fourth film has been floating around hollywood since 2005 and was most recently brought up by myers this year that's nuts yeah there's no like
0: officially confirmed this year apparently
1: yeah yeah but it's over the years he's been talking about it and there's no conceivable reason why it hasn't happened yet at least from what i could find it just hasn't yeah (laughs) there's nothing blocking it they're just like oh yeah we're working on it (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy because yeah. 2005 would have been the time to bring it out yeah because you know. there
0: was talk of it being dr evil centric okay eh?
1: yeah so the that's the only real nugget of information that's persisted over the years is that apparently a fourth film would focus on dr evil and maybe his son more than austin um myers has also suggested that a fourth film a fourth film would feature some kind of tribute to Vern troyer who of course passed away this year yes um suicide i believe yeah, real, real. Because he there was an attempt, and then months later, he did it. I'm trying to be sensitive, but I don't want to be like he did it for real. I don't know what the um right right way to say that is. There, I I just quickly, Vern Troy is great in these films as well. Yeah, yeah, he it's, is, and he's, he's like, like. I remember a,
0: when the Love Guru came out because that was like his next kind of film afterwards. Um, yeah. that they, they were like they cast they they came up with the idea of Mini-Me being this like silent character before they cast Ventre, and then they're like we did him such a disservice we didn't realize how funny he is and right. then so they made the love guru as like almost like a verne troy vehicle to like give him a character to be able to like actually mm. flex his his vocal chops
1: mm. well apparently Minnie me would have revealed he can talk in the fourth one as well so. oh nice but obviously he won't be in it now i was thinking a way to rectify that would be to make like maxi me or major me and get like the guy plays the mountain on game of thrones to like shave his head Dr. (laughs) dr evil clone who's way bigger than him that's great um uh that's that's a free one mike myers if you're listening um yeah so uh myers has reprised the role of specifically dr evil a few times um this furthermore feeds into the theory that he's his favorite character um he appeared in the opening monologue of an snl episode in 2014 where he's talking about the interview the movie the interview um and in that he's like if you really want to bomb a cinema just do what i did and release the love guru and i was like hey um and also earlier this year he made two appearances i think i think it's only been two on jimmy fallon um where he comments on the fractured political state of the world yeah like the most recent one was like less
0: than a month ago i think it was on election
1: day yeah 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 it was the midterms yeah Yeah. um he makes a bunch of parallels between him and trump um ending with you know make the world evil again uh and in the i think the most recent one or maybe it's the first one he ends it with singing the baby shark song which i'd find cringy but if it wasn't already established that trying to be cool and up with the current lingo is like a personality trait of dr Evil. <laughs> like it, it, you know there's that scene in, in the second one where he's like talk to the hand because the face ain't listening and it's all like no one's yeah it's in the like, part yeah it's, it's
0: before it came out mm-hmm. so um, and
1: and yeah and there's also the jokes with like him not understanding the value of a million dollars and a bunch of his plans are like convince the world that prince charles cheated on his wife <laughs> oh yeah that's that a literally great scene happened. actually yeah um
0: yeah um and also and like um naming things um like names of things that already exist like the alan parsons project yeah <laughs> preparation h
1: mm. um the only other significant continue the franchise note is that in 1999 an animated series was going to be made by hbo Uh, It was supposed to happen after the release of the first film, but was eventually shelved. That would work. Um, Yeah, it would. Yeah, I agree. I could even see the art style. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, personally, I don't think they should make a fourth film. Um, I can't imagine it would feel home at home these days. Um, And I kind of like the trilogy, the little bite-sized trilogy that the Austin Powers series is um i'm sure a way to get around the dated nature of the series would be if like a conversation about how austin's behavior wouldn't fly in a post me too era um and this could as you said before could include time travel maybe he goes into the future into now from the past and it's yeah it's all different but at the same time it's a good thing that we live in a place where you can't spank your female co-workers so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, like
0: it would be funny and maybe this is my continue the franchise like um Cause there's talk of like a doctor. Evil, And I think a way to get around the three film perfect package thing as well is to make a, is to make it like clearly a spin off. like it's called Dr. Yeah. Evil and, um, whatever. But, um, we're like Austin, it's, it's Dr. Evil having to deal with the fact that there's no Austin Powers because he's been like put away because of all this like sexual <laughs> yeah, misconduct. Yeah. No and so now it's relevance. like what a villain is to do when there's no good guy to fight.
1: It's a good, good idea very mega mind yeah yeah um um i also wouldn't be surprised if we saw at like um parody the like shift in bond movies from like campy to dark and gritty yeah um because but maybe that's, that's a bit too yeah daniel craig said series.
0: that like austin powers is the reason they had to go dark and gritty yeah
1: pretty much he said it ruined yeah he said James because bond, of those but, fucking
0: austin power movies
1: but good you know yeah yeah you made the best one because of <laughs> yeah that. yeah um and also, I wonder if like something like Kingsman is today's answer to Austin Powers,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so instead of pitching full sequels i thought one fun thing we could do for this episode of continue the franchise um would be to go through the remaining james bond titles and come up with a parody of them and maybe a little you know log line of what the film could be about okay um obviously i've omitted the spy who loved me and goldfinger from this list as they've obviously already been done and also octopussy i haven't included because it's already ridiculous well, yeah, and the film within a film and gold member is called Austin Pussy. Nice. So they've ostensibly done Octopussy Okay. All right. So Doctor No.
0: Doctor Yeah, baby.
1: <laughs> I, was, I thought Doctor No means no, and that's your conversation about how times have changed. <laughs> um, from Russia with love.
0: From Yeah, babe.
1: Another. <laughs> <laughs> he just did this for everyone. <laughs> it could be like from from Russia with with groove from Russia with shagadelic, that kind of thing. Oh, this is going off the rails on the second film. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Like
0: from Russia with free love.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 There you go. What would that one be about? Can you think of anything?
0: Um, Well, I mean, they have to go to Russia.
1: Putin. Putin's got to make an appearance. Putin, (laughs) Dr. Evil hang out. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right. Thunderball got to be Thunderballs, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, you only live twice you yeah, only shag twice yeah I thought that was like, it's obviously you only shag twice <laughs> okay, is terminology could we use in place of of live oh, other than shag you oh, only
0: okay. ejaculate on
1: <laughs> on me twice <laughs> um, on her majesty's secret service on her majesty's chest <laughs> on her majesty's secret cervix <laughs> on her majesty's secret che- on her majesty's chest is a good <laughs> that's good i like that because it's also it's, it's one of those like
0: it's very dirty but like the words involved aren't dirty <laughs> yeah exactly like goldmember yeah
1: Um. Uh, diamonds are forever this feels like it should be easy but at the same time i can't think of anything <laughs> yeah it's because it's so... something are forever
0: yeah, this this is one where you would have it be revealed, like, like it'll be like jewels are forever, and that's referring to like the family jewels.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, or um, like what's a what's a word that Austin Powers uses for woman? We're like ba- babe, babes are forever. Hot babes are forever. That kind of thing. <laughs> babes. Sexy boobies are forever. <laughs> um, live and let die. Um have you got one um it would be like live and let um shag and let shag <laughs> shag and let die or something like that um well, that kind of sounds kind of dark actually <laughs>
0: <laughs> shag and then let them die
1: yeah yeah uh the man with the golden gun i mean you could do the man with the golden dick and just be it dick the return of gold member yeah yeah uh moonraker you go like Moony, moon, full full moon, Boo Breaker, Boo Breaker. <laughs> <moon>. um,
0: <laughs> You're so excited about that. One.
1: For your eyes only. For your for your jubleys only. There you go. I'm trying to pull from the terminology used in the series. Um, a view to a kill. Um, a view to a shag. A view to a shag. <laughs> <laughs> the living daylights just, just the, sh- the shagging day the living shag lights because yeah. then you got license to kill as well and we all know the license to share he gets his license <laughs> to
0: shag revoked
1: yeah <laughs> that's, why would that happen <laughs> well, yeah but no, like
0: he's been shagging too much so he's like no longer allowed to shag to get information yeah yeah and so that's that's like his you know mm. that's his
1: bag baby that's his bag um golden eye Again. Golden member. Golden member, yeah. Um, um, Tomorrow never dies.
0: Um, Tomorrow never shags.
1: (laughs) There's too many of these for this to be an original joke through the whole thing. (laughs) Um, Tomorrow never dies. Come on, there's got to be like, what word could you replace tomorrow with? Like, mojo never dies oh yeah like yeah mojo yeah. good one the world is not enough
0: um, hot, hot girls is not the, enough. the the world is not her muff
1: very good <laughs> the world is not a muff <laughs> die another day um you know shag another day i guess yeah. not that just whenever there's a verb <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <to just> feel... <laughs> um casino royale oh <laughs> this has got to be hard yeah what like um
0: i feel like royale um, You sh- could
1: ch- shag pad royale no you could do it you could do like like man pad royale or oh, like yeah, yeah. club royale you know
0: yeah studio 69 royale
1: <laughs> yeah 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 um, quantum of solace. There's got to be like a real good soul ass. <laughs> quantum of soul ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got skyfall, um, shagfall, shagfall, sky shag it's, and it's sitting in, in 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 the air, and they just bang in, on a plane. <laughs> um, uh, and scepter, scepter,
0: and it's referring to his penis.
1: Oh, very good right well that wasn't very good at all i <laughs> thought that would be easier than it was um thank you for listening to that uh tedious tedious rundown of probably why they haven't continued to make more data. yeah 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 he's, he's just waiting more for Austin the perfect one you can um, have
0: on her majesty's secret chest on her majesty's that's, chest, uh, that's the
1: best one i think that we that we got but maybe um um no, I'm not gonna look through them again. Alright. <laughs> I should have I should have written down all of these ahead of time and like thought of one as a backup. Um sorry for that everybody. Thank you for listening. I think though. that's
0: some of our best content.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um that brings us to the end of our conversation about Austin Powers, Richard. Oh, no. Oh, but I don't want it to end.
0: <laughs> um um
1: so was it worth it, you know, all this time you've wanted to cover Austin Powers for all these years?
0: Yeah, I think this is still, we had fun.
1: We had, we did have fun. And I hope you had fun as well, I did. everybody. Um, remember to hashtag spread the cult, something I should have said at the start of this episode, and tell two friends about this podcast um and we'll tell you what we're doing for next franchise in just a second but before we do that i just want to quickly remind you to visit us on facebook youtube instagram um uh, soundcloud itunes um com. you can go to or you can email us at media at gmail.com and if you loved us then consider donating to our patreon join the cult and you can get exclusive podcasts a month every month two two exclusive podcasts per month and you can also vote on what ones we do um richard do you want to explain the the crazy thing we're doing next fortnite
0: all right so you guys know christmas right yeah well we're doing a crazy christmas special where (gasps) we're getting uh so next week you're going to be getting a, a triple episode of film franchise fortnight's where we're going to be covering
1: well in, in two weeks not next
0: in week. two weeks next episode you're going to be getting three two film franchises with three very special guests who are those guests aj
1: those guests for the for the first time um breaching a rule that we talked about on uh, the Q and A episode, we've actually reached out to three of our most diehard fans of the show. Well, um, don't
0: don't say that when you're referring to a Christmas episode AJ. <laughs> um,
1: and they are gonna watch these films and come on and sort of show how well they know, um, film franchise fortnights by g- pairing off against the the two experts on it. I guess. Um, <laughs> so yeah, these these are we've got three fans. Um, uh, Eric, Craig, and Brent, who have been either listening for a while or are very—they're um, all patrons as well—and they all um, comment and have been supporters for a long while. So we wanted to express our gratitude for that by bringing them on. Because a lot of a lot of people ask us that when when they become fans of the show, they'll be like, "Oh, and if you ever discuss this, I'd love to come on." And it's like, ah, it's not really how we do it, but, <laughs> but but you know, it's Christmas, so maybe this can be something we do regularly every Christmas or every yeah. holiday or something and uh, uh, we'll be making things.
0: a special announcement at the end of that episode as well are we? I believe we are
1: what's the announcement?
0: well I'll save it for the end of next episode
1: just tell me now I'll bleep it out ah oh, yeah okay yeah alright that wasn't as special as I <laughs> it's not. that's not that exciting is it? oh well
0: should we just well no oh, we'll sorry. save it we'll save it
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, so the films that we're going to be covering on next on the the triple episode are the two Gremlins films, the two uh, Jingle All the Way films. That's right, there's two of them. I've seen both of them, <laughs> and the two Bad Santa films. Um, so all Christmas uh, Christmas duologies to get in get in for the the festive season.
0: Yay! Yeah. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our discussion about Austin Powers. And please um, tell us what you think. And uh, you know what? Stay groovy, babies. Yeah. Can we make, can we make our, our fans... Can we call them... Groovy babies. Call them, call them groovy babies instead of cult members. Change all, right, all our Patreon tiers to groovy babies. All right groovy, <laughs> all right, groovy babies. What's up, groovy babies? <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, everybody, and we'll see you next week on a, another episode of the Cold Popshop podcast. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Very shagadelic. Oh.